Wishing to have no feelings at all. That's a point many of us reach. Especially in your youth, but also throughout your life. You could get to many stages where you wish you could just be numb. You wish that you would no longer feel and abandon any emotions you have. So why are feelings viewed as obstacles that hinder you in dealing with life and its circumstances? Maybe because they prevent you from rational thinking, from seeing things and people as they are, from being subjective, from being able to function properly, and they can even make you lose the desire to get out of bed. You just are so overwhelmed by them that you just don't have any reason to start the day. You don't want to live. You wish you could just be back asleep indefinitely. And the way I see it is the answer to the way feelings make us behave or become is that feelings are energy energy that takes over you it's the kind of energy that surges through your body energy that sets you on fire and affects you accordingly and just like fire you are consumed by it you are you are overwhelmed by it so when you are overwhelmed by an emotion for example happiness happiness lights you up it makes the world around you appear amazing you feel like jumping you feel like dancing you have this desire to smile and laugh and you know enjoy the way you are completely filled by this emotion while you have anger. Anger sets you on fire. It turns the entire world red. You are overwhelmed by this powerful energy. It isn't passive. No, it's very active. It makes you have the desire to act out, to be pushed. You are unable to just sit still and be quiet. No, you're boiling, you're burning, you're like a volcano that either wants to erupt or has already erupted. And even your strength feels like it's doubled, you feel stronger and have this desire for destruction. You're angry. And on the other hand, another negative emotion, but one that's passive, is sadness. It turns your body cold and heavy and and it dims your will to move. Sadness makes you just wanna curl down and do nothing. You feel like any energy that you have within you has been sapped out. You feel weak, you feel helpless, you feel 
like you just don't want to do anything. I would say depression falls under sadness, albeit it's not exactly the same feeling, but they have the same effect more or less. When you're sad or depressed, you feel like you don't want to do anything, you just want to lay down in bed and not exist. Even the things that you love and enjoy are things you cannot enjoy anymore. And perhaps this is a distinction between sadness and depression. Um, when you're sad, you might feel like you want to listen to music. But when you're depressed, even music doesn't feel the same. You don't enjoy it. You feel like you can't enjoy even that. Perhaps that's a distinction between them that I've noticed. I'm still not sure if it qualifies. And so, yeah, sadness makes you cold and heavy and, and like you want to give up. And next you have love. It makes your senses spark for what you are passionate about. You feel this desire to express, to share the joy, to tell the world that you love living, that you're happy and that everything is beautiful. And well, love comes in many forms and they're all positive and good. Albeit, sure, there are forms of love that are not healthy, but we're talking about the emotion itself. Now, the emotion of love itself, let's say love for a craft or for a hobby or an activity, when that emotion fills you, you feel this desire to create, to do, to behave, to act out and go out and when it is love for someone else be it a person a pet or you know let's focus on a person for a while so when you love someone else you feel like you want to express that you want to make them happy you want to you know get them a gift or invite them for dinner or bake them a cake like the expressions come in many forms but the idea is the same thing this energy the, that comes out of this emotion love it makes you want to do things that otherwise you wouldn't feel like doing you may not want to do them as passionately as you would when you are feeling love and something close to love, but is on the destructive side, is lust. It makes you thirsty. It makes you thirsty for flesh, thirsty for blood. And, and this is something that I've read about and thought about for a long time. When it comes to lust, bloodlust comes underneath it. It's the same thing the desire to kill, the desire to consume. There is this evil in it. And no wonder it's one of the seven deadly sins. And perhaps each one of those sins is considered 
an emotion or an energy. You have pride, envy, gluttony, wrath. Wrath comes under anger as well, albeit it's uh, an amplified and more destructive form of anger. So, envy would poison your blood. It makes you filled with this poisonous and toxic feeling, this toxic energy that you want to you want to steal and hurt and be malevolent. Jealousy eats your skin. It's an energy that makes you hateful. It makes you bitter as well. I thought about resentment, but I don't think resentment is an emotion, but it may be a result of an emotion. Resentment can come out of sadness and anger. It can come out of jealousy, bitterness, and sadness. So resentment isn't an emotion itself, but it is a result of maybe several ones. But because the topic of this episode is emotions and how they are forms of energy, I will not talk about things like resentment right now. Still, defining emotions is seldom enough to comprehend how to go through the different levels of each one of them. But it helps to understand them. Feelings are instilled in you, and it's better to figure them out rather than just wish them away into non-existence or attempt to be without them just to be able to unburden yourself from them. I mean, think of it this way. Why wish something that is part of you away when it could be possible to understand it and utilize it to benefit you. And anyway, such an attempt to wish them away often fails, or at best, it only sedates you for a while. And, and so, how do you deal with having feelings? Sedating them will not help, it will just postpone the inevitable, you will feel again. So how do you deal with having feelings? How can you negate the irrationality that comes with having emotions that can blur your vision and fog your mind? Because that can happen. When you are overwhelmed by an emotion, it makes you unable to see clearly, it makes you unable to think clearly, and, and just like the example earlier with the fire consuming you, to be felt in it that you are unable to see yourself. You're only consumed by it. You are dealing with being, let me put it this way. It's as if you are drowning in it, the emotion that you could be feeling, that you are unable to get yourself out of there. So how do you deal with that? How do you overcome something that you're already deep in? The answer may not be as simple as you would expect it to be. I mean, instead of aiming to get rid of something that is a part of your own instinctive behavior, the answer lies in learning to handle them rather than dismiss them. And 
to do that, you need to recognize the problem lies in you more than it does in your emotional state. It's your lack of knowledge in handling feelings that turn them against you. I mean, and why should they not? There is rarely anything in life you'd try to control that you would not wreck if you had no knowledge or experience in that control. I mean, think of emotions as anything else. When you're dealing with something that you have no knowledge in or experience in dealing with, you could easily fail. Here are a few funny examples just to demonstrate the concept behind wrecking havoc in something that you have no knowledge or experience in. What if you start driving without knowledge of how to drive or experience? You're gonna crash. What about cooking? You're gonna cook something that's terrible, probably, unless you make a sandwich. And writing. If you don't know how to write, if you don't understand the language, the sentence structures, how paragraphs are, you're not going to write properly and you're going to have mistakes all over. It's the same thing with painting. I remember when I started painting, I still have them back home. Those paintings, they, they were uh, acrylic on canvas and I also have a few sketchbooks. They're embarrassing. I would not show them to anyone else. But the reason is, back then I didn't understand color theory, I had little knowledge of anatomy, I didn't understand, I didn't exactly grasp how lighting works, how shadows work, and so, you know, starting with no knowledge or experience, obviously the result will not be good. It's the same thing with singing, with dancing, with operating machinery and you know what it's the same thing with walking look at children when they try to start walking they have no knowledge they're just tackling it they're trying to do it and you know they they fall down it's funny when they do that but even something as simple as walking when you have no knowledge and no experience you're gonna fall down so Think of dealing with emotions in the same way. You need to understand them and to have experience in dealing with them and while in dealing with them while understanding them to be able to become better at controlling them and letting them serve you rather than hinder you. And so it's not feelings that are bad for you and it's not their absence that you need in order to escape the exhausting burden that comes with them. It's the experience in dealing with them that is weighing you down. Emotions are distracting and heavy, and to some extent they can be destructive. They can turn you irrational and make you unable to be yourself or even function properly. However, they can be mastered. Though that in itself is no easy task, it comes at a big cost and a bigger loss. To master them, you need to hurt and be hurt in the process. You'll need them to engulf you like a storm, like a tsunami with which you will wrestle. 
only after you face that ugly struggle and the storm has passed will your vision clear up. You will be able to think, choose, and make decisions in full confidence about what it is you want. And when you do learn to control them, you will be able to use their energy to strengthen yourself. That tsunami will push you in a direction you choose it to go, for you have become its master, taming what was once a seemingly unstoppable force. There are many examples where emotions serve you, and many examples where they turn you irrational and, you know, make you act out of character. You know it that who you are at the time is not your real self. This is not who you always have been. And you feel weak. You feel like you're unable to help yourself get out of this state. You are this person who you do not recognize. So let's start with the examples where emotions serve you. There are many writers, creative writers, myself included, who have dealt with negative emotions in a way that they make you write beautifully. I've discussed this with several people and I've heard many opinions where they're feeling sad, negative, perhaps even depressed, and those emotions are the drive that makes them write beautifully. They process them into words, they process them into literature and sometimes poetry. And the beautiful thing about this is, in all of them, they are aware that they don't want to be sad, but the feeling of sadness, the emotion, is helping them write creatively. So, so they don't want to be sad so they can write creatively, but rather they write creatively because they are sad. So the writing is a way of dealing with the emotion itself. Would they want to be sad so they can write? All of them have said no. And in some cases, and in some cases that I've met and discussed with, they actually adapted to their own writing style that they don't need the emotion anymore to write creatively. Meaning, they don't need to be sad to write beautifully and creatively. They don't need to be sad to relate and associate their creative writing with the emotion. Another example where an emotion is used rather than being a hindering force is anger that is expressed in activity, in physical activity. So I've discussed this with many people who do bodybuilding and work out. And so I've asked them, have you ever worked out while feeling, feeling angry? And the answer is, Yes, and feeling angry made them perform way better than they would if they weren't feeling that way. So with the example of anger, just like sadness and creative writing, 
working out while being engulfed by this feeling of anger makes you perform way better than you would if you weren't feeling this way and and does it mean that you would want to go out there get angry find something that irritates you so that you would perform better definitely not but there are things that are inevitable in your life things that will make you angry things that will irritate you sometimes it's your workplace sometimes it's the workload that you have been taking and sometimes it could be the people that you are dealing with it could be family it could be friends and and you can't help that you are feeling this way so you would go and you would exercise you would work out and by letting out the emotion in physical activity you are taking advantage of it and you are being its master and in both sadness and anger i've seen artists utilize that emotion in their work i've seen artists who draw and paint while angry and i wouldn't say it's the anger that influenced them but it was a drive it was a push it was letting them go with the flow and the same thing with sadness i've seen artists who were feeling down who were feeling sad and they paint to express the sadness and also to let it out music is also a good way of dealing with it music for feeling sad music for feeling angry and they do help you in processing those emotions and obviously there are music that help you when you are feeling in love or rather feeling love not just in love the same thing with happiness so those are examples of dealing with emotions in a positive way there are many times when you are overwhelmed by them and they submerge you in their they submerge you in their energy that you become unable to do anything about it you might need outside help you might need someone to talk to those examples are when you could be feeling love so much to a point where you become blinded by the emotion itself you do not see what is in front of you you do not realize that you might be manipulated you might be feeling something that is one-sided or even not realize that you are making excuses that defy reality and you are making excuses that are not based in reality the emotion has already taken over you sadness is the same way you could be feeling so you could be so engulfed by the emotion that you don't even want to ask for help you don't even want to be pulled out of it in fact it could overwhelm you to a point that you become you become a source of negative energy you bring negativity and it makes you feel weak and 
it makes you hate yourself. You become a downer. You become someone who is not you. And and it could it could reach a point where any attempt to express yourself, to talk or say anything, will lead you to crying or sounding sad and pathetic. And I say pathetic because because you would feel that way about yourself. You would feel like your inner monologue will be, I'm pathetic, I'm sad, and I'm miserable, and I'm embarrassing. So it's, it's not a good thing to fall that deep. And maybe you would need outside help at that time. Anger is the same way. It's when you see it with those who have anger issues. You become someone who anything that sparks the fire engulfs you completely. You explode at the tiniest spark. You overreact. You you act like a child. And so you become someone with a short fuse. You break things. You lash out at, at that time the emotion has already the emotion has already overtaken you so these emotions in order to handle them well in order to make them serve you and not be against you don't look for a way to get rid of them or numb them learn to understand them understand yourself be honest with the way you feel call yourself out if you're feeling a certain way and if you recognize that you can't help yourself you're already too deep into it don't be embarrassed to ask for help thank you for listening and i'll talk to you next time